I've always felt that the salaries that the clubs pay players are crazy and unrealistic. The word we have tried to use so many times. We have tried not to use so many times, but we have to use again. Shame on you. This is Sports 360. Uh, hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us once again on Sports 360 Podcast. Um, it's getting to that time of the year when sporting events uh, start getting much more exciting as the year winds down. We're now in November. And the Ember months tend to be very, very exciting indeed. Again, we have an all-football lineup today, which is surprising for the second week running. Um, we have an all-football lineup, and we have a very special guest. But before I introduce our guest, let me introduce my regular guys, my co-hosts. Yemi Adesanya is here. Yep, yep. And uh, Bodhi Ogutui joins us from Dallas, Texas. And uh, our guest is Desmond Chiji. Desmond is the La Liga delegate global network representing or covering Nigeria and Ghana for the La Liga. Desmond and I have had um, a couple of um, involvements in the past of various projects. So I thought I'll drag him here to Mm -hmm. uh, throw more light on the quote-unquote transition period that the La Liga is going through amongst other things. So Desmond, thank you for taking time. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor to be here. All right, Desmond, let, let, let me start like this. Um, okay. um, the La Liga, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. my penultimate week was the El Clasico. And um, the El Clasico came at the same time that um, there was a Liverpool, the Manchester United Liverpool game. And from global numbers, it was obvious that the Manu Liverpool game uh, had more numbers globally than. El Clasico, which never used to happen. No matter what game they were playing in England, there's no El Clasico as El Clasico. So, and of course, many reasons can be attributed to that. So, does that worry La Liga? Well, La Liga has accepted that, as we'll get to know later, this is a, probably a transition period and uh, things will play themselves out on the long run. Well, uh, th- I say thank you again for having me. Um, to take your question... I don't think, when you say transition pro period, I don't think it's a trans- transition period. I okay. think it's, it's part of what life gives you. Okay. You know, um, a classical is still one of the biggest games in world football. Uh, apparently, right now, uh, two of the best, uh, if I may say so, uh, left. And then somewhat DSO. But still, we still have players at La, La Liga who can still do the business. And we are, we are happy. We are not, uh, we are not feeling the, any pressure at all because we know that um, these things happen and we mm. have to accept the fact that uh, we are going we are going to get better and uh, the team the teams are competitive enough and uh, I believe this is just uh, we had the numbers as well but we probably the game you mentioned had more numbers than us mm. the first time we will get better that's all I can say about that okay so you know just as a follow up to what definitely you said yes over time okay. it seems that the legal model has been based on marketing the star players mm-hmm. as against the EPL that seems to be based on marketing the product itself. The club. Do you think that um, over time La Liga might have to embrace that strategy because obviously as it is, it seems that influx of star quality is waning towards La Liga. Uh, well, you know, um, I think if you, if you, like when our, the main objective was when our president came in 2013 was to have a financial, financial control and whereby the clubs can be 
the clubs can be more competitive, you know. And for that to happen, there, there seems to be, a, there, there has to be a little bit of changes that has to occur. And those changes have occurred. The clubs now are, are now competitive and uh, the development is going on. So right now we are not, we are focusing on all each, on, we are focusing on the focus right now is on several players. We're no more focusing on one player or two players that makes more up more on the collective. We are focusing more on the collective aspect of La Liga right now. So if you watch now, more team, the teams are working more as a unit than say, okay, we are going to promote one player for each X, Y, Z. Right now we have a, we have a, a, a program where we do, uh, for each promotion we do, we need to have the, seven players from each uh, several clubs. So it's no more on a, on a, on a personal on one person promotion. It has to be a collective promotion. So we are getting there. I still believe, we believe that we still have a lot of work to do and uh, step by step, we are going to get there eventually. Did you have any reactions or how would I say it? Any discussions from corporate partners uh, over the last few years about like what we call the loss of star quality. Mm. Was there any concern about that? Because, you know, we cannot run away from the, you had the two biggest players in world football mm-hmm. for, for more than a decade well, the, yeah. of Messi and Ronaldo. And El Clasico was all about that. And you could actually build 10 franchises around those two players. Definitely. So the loss of those two players, um, has it led to any concern about your corporate power, commercial partners? I don't think so. I mean, uh, La Liga, La Liga is one of the oldest competitions in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's been there for decades. Uh, we celebrated our 90th, uh, uh, birthday, I think in February. Mm-hmm. We've been there for a very long time and we'll continue to be there. So right now, the partners know that, uh, 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 I mean, for example, when, when Figo left, uh, uh, when Figo left, when Ronaldo left, when Zidane left, when the, the David Beckham left, when Raul left, people said the same thing. Oh, mm. uh, La Liga is going to be this. La Liga is finished. Da da da. But we still new as new as the old guard are going. The new guys are coming coming in. through. Yeah. So uh, you're going to see new new players coming through. You're going to see new players being talked about. You're going to see new talents coming through. African players as well coming through. Uh, South American players coming through. Spanish players coming through. So it's uh, it's I think is a is a period where. The old guard are leaving, the new guard needs to come in. So, and mm-hmm. I mean, and the, it's evident if you take out the look at the, the Spanish team that played the, 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 U, uh, the UFR, the Nations, UFR Nations Cup mm-hmm. and all. They, they are young, they are young players, young talented mm-hmm. players that are coming from Spain. And all mm-hmm. these young talented players are playing in big in clubs league. in Spain. Mm-hmm. So, and they did very well. The one they played, I think they got beat by Italy, Italy in the semi-finals yeah. or in the finals. In the finals. France. Uh, they, lost, they lost to France. They lost the to France in the, in the, that's in the champ, UEFA Champions uh, Cup. I'm talking about the, 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 Nations, the, the, the Nations League. Yeah, yeah, you are talking about the Nations League. Yes, I'm talking about the the, the Champions. The Europeans, oh, oh, okay, the okay, Euro, Euro, Euro okay. Cup. Yeah, European Championship before the Nations uh, Cup. Okay, uh, if, they you lost that, if you watch that one, they lost to Italy, but it was still those young talents. Yeah. So that shows you that the development is already in progress. We already know where we are, what we are doing. We already know where we are going. And we know that, yeah, that things are going to change. For mm. things to take shape, things need to change. So, and things have changed and we are moving forward. We are trying to do the best that we can. Buddy, you see, have any questions for Desmond? Hello, buddy. Um, yeah, yes, <laughs> I, I, yes I, I, I've been following the, the conversation. Um, and I like the fact that, uh, I like the fact that, that Desmond mentioned the departure of certain stars and, and how it's impacted the league. But the thing is that this one, you know, the Real Madrid model yes, sir. was built on bringing in superstar players, the Galacticos. And as one player departs, so as, as the time for one player winds down, they bring in a new one. 
Um, while if that wasn't the case for Barcelona, they had La Messia that was that turned that generation of players that that were able to match what uh, the, the, the Galactico uh, uh, program of Real Madrid. Now, because of the financial meltdown, Real Madrid too. I think they, they probably saw this coming, and that's why I think La Liga and Real Madrid should be able to Zidane. They promoted a lot, a lot of youngsters. To, uh, from the uh, from the Real Madrid, I felt that maybe a couple of them will have all the headlines and become a superstar. Unfortunately, they seem to just fall short at, of that superstar level, and we have seen Barcelona struggling to, to produce. Apart from uh, Ansu Fati, who is uh, probably uh, head and shoulders above the rest, um, yeah, there are some good players coming through, but none of them. And I don't think that the club that 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 could match. The, uh, the the Messi, Chadwick, uh, and, and, and all that uh, uh, said. So, my question is seeing that this is where they are, La Messia is not giving what the world thinks it is. Uh, what, 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 uh, La Messia is not supplying, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not the endless supply of talent that we expected, and uh, Real Madrid cannot afford to bring superstars. So, it's back to that question again. Um, are you sure it's not a transition? Because really, until these players that you mentioned that are doing well for the national team, until they're able to hold the headlines the world over, we are going to be thinking that maybe, maybe La Liga is not, uh, um, uh, it's not what it used to be. So I feel that maybe the trans- transition might not be the exact word, but I think something is going on. And I think that La Liga is right to shift, to shift the perception from other players to the teams. Because at the end of the, at the, end of the day, why we want to see superstar players? We want to see the fan base across the world, big teams like we do for the Premiership. You know, while there are a lot of people who say, oh, I'm a Baka fan, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Real Madrid fan. Tuesca do not have such a, such a, such a strong backing. I know that this is where the Premier League is different. All the big teams have people backing them. And the small teams too. I'm a, 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 we had a friend that supported Nottingham Forest. I know people support Southampton Norwich, as crazy as it sounds. So I think that is what the La Liga needs to build on. Find a way for the lesser club to key into two uh, um, areas that will, that will give them a, a, a world, uh, a, uh, give them a support that can be felt in every nation of the world. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, it is good for La Liga to be thinking of promoting the teams um well your 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 comments are, are, are you are your, your comments are, are right i mean um it's evident that everybody sees what's going on but at this at the end of, at the same time i i don't want to say transition when you say transition it's like oh we are starting again no we are not starting again we continue from where we are where we are we, are, we continue the development process uh everything is a, we are in, everything is a development process you know we are not uh, uh, an organization that uh Everything that has coming to pass now is something that we 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 plan. We, everything is everything has a process and everything has a plan. And through that plan and process, things new things will begin to come. In the aspect of uh, uh, um, you talked about uh, um, uh, fans having more affiliation with um, the more smaller clubs, I think with time that will, that will be evident. That will be start taking place. We are working on that seriously. Uh, that's why we have. That is why we have. Um, that is why we have um, um, more, uh, 44 delegates all over the world who are representing La Liga all over the world. Mm. Um, our job is to create the platform for stars to be born. 
and to give opportunities out there to entities so that they can be able to carry out that uh, that opportunity process. And another thing that I want to mention is for us also to be able to make that to be possible for stars like for uh, stars in Africa, for example, and in other countries. Uh, the the institutions in those countries also need to be they need to uh, uh, also uh, uh, be aligned with us because at the end of the day is you you cannot expect us uh, uh, who are a, a Spanish based organization to be working for a, a, an organization that is another country we can only do our best create the platform for stars to be born for stars mm. to take the center stage and now it's left for the organizations and the stars to do the remaining. And you, you're going to continue to see, I mean, when you talk about Mallorca, we have Idris Baba, Idrissa, Idrissa Baba in Mallorca. We have Omero in, 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 in Leganes. Uh, you have, uh, um, what is his name? Kelechung Wakale in Huesca. And you have other players also who are coming through. So I believe that in time to come, you're going to be seeing much more African players. One, mm. you're going to see much more talent coming through. That's two. And then because right now we have a structure in place that is going to create a lot of platform and it's going to create a lot of opportunities for players and new ones to come as well. Okay, Yemi has something to say? Yes, sir. Let's talk about uh, the CVC deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, At first, everybody seemed to be on board. Of course. Until the big two, you know, had the reservations. But I think that with a deal worth 2.7 billion euros, uh, it's it's a shift from what is usual, you know, what is known. What are your thoughts about the deal? And what are the long-term effects of that transaction on the existence of La Liga and La Liga growing as a global entity? First of all, uh, I think CVC made the right decision. I think uh, partnering with La Liga is something uh, that is only going to grow grow bigger and better. That's one. Uh, uh, two, um, you know, I mean, when the clubs, when the idea came for, when our president brought the idea of this agreement to come take place, I mean, Nothing can ever be done without the agreement of all the 20, for the, uh, uh, 20 clubs in the La Liga Santander and the 22 clubs in the uh, La Liga Smart Bank. Mm. So we have 42 clubs that are under La Liga at presently. So no agreement, nothing is done by La Liga say, oh, we're going to take the decision by ourselves. No. It's been with the, the proposal is being presented to the clubs. We are not, we are the ones that provide the platform for the clubs to perform. So we don't take these decisions. We only provide the platform, provide the avenue provide the ideas and present it to the club. Look, we have this opportunity that is only going to make the club better. It's only going to make the club stronger. It's only going to make the club more, uh, the, the, the competition more competitive. And all the, most, the, all the clubs were on board. So, and, uh, and 70% of that, of, the, of that is going to go to structural development of all the clubs. So, I believe that the, the future plans that you are going to see from the CVC deal is going to create much more opportunities. Is the deal still on now? The deal is on. Okay. It's going all to right. create more the opportunities. The have signed up now? Well, I don't or really have confirmations on that, but, that. Okay. but I, right. I believe that if, you know, if you have 42 clubs and almost 90 something percent of them or 95 percent of them have agreed, agree, that mm. means it's, okay. uh, they have a general consensus to move forward with the deal okay. before the deal went to place. All right. Um, I had the privilege of attending La Liga Business School. Okay. In November 2019. So Fantastic. I can proudly say I'm an alumnus of the La Liga, uh, business school. Um, we, we traveled around. It was on Madrid. Rio Vallecano, yeah. all the clubs, in, all the clubs in Madrid, and all of that. And I must say that I'm very impressed with the class. Very impressed how La Liga, especially Javier uh, Tebas, Tebas, Javier Tebas, how our president, the president in 2013, La Liga was a league in crisis. Definitely, it was a league that was in debt. And in five, six short years, that by 2018, La Liga had become 
the league with the second highest broadcast deal, only second to the Premier League. You know, and that also came at the fact that you had to fight the big two clubs who did not want the collective bargaining agreement, who wanted to do their own TV deals and all of that, and legislation had to come in. So, what I'm trying to say is that La Liga is very, very, from my experience of the one week I stayed there, the La Liga, La Liga is very, very well run on certain principles, to which I give you kudos to, because some other franchise might have found a way to let the Messi deal go through, looking knowing the impact of Messi living on the league. So, I mean, you stuck to your guns, and I like that. The, you say you have 44 delegates across the world. That you're a delegate for Africa, for Nigeria and Ghana. Yeah, yes. What's the what's the vision? What do these delegates do? What are you guys trying to push about La Liga across the world? All right. Uh, before I answer that, I want to go back to when you said about Messi and all that that we talked to our guns. <laughs> you know, I've heard a lot about that. People saying, "Oh, it's La Liga's fault that Messi left." It's not La Liga's. People fault. people have to understand that. La Liga only provides the platform. Mm. La Liga, Messi was not signed to La Liga. Yeah. Messi was signed to Barcelona. You understand? So whatever happened is between Messi and Barcelona. We mm. only provide the platform. Even yeah. the economic control that is what was in place mm. was agreed by all the clubs. All the clubs yeah. So it's not it's nothing new that, okay, uh, something didn't go well so here and there. And then they are looking for who... You can't hold La Liga. La Liga is an entity. It's like, say, okay, we provide you this space to do your thing. So you have to make, you have to maximize what we provide for you. Yeah. So the law cannot be bent, uh, say, for one person or two people. Then if that happens, then it's going to affect everybody else. Yeah. So now going back to the, uh, to the delegates, well, our job basically is to uh, uh, create a platform, like I've been saying. Uh, we want to be part of the lifestyle of the people. We want to create a legacy. Uh, and for us to be able to do that, we need to be, speak the local language. So our idea now is go out there, speak the local languages with the people, try to in, uh, create the platform for entities to perform try to create platform for new stars to be born, uh, uh, um, be, the, the, uh, be the link between the broadcasters, the football players, and the other entities with La Liga, you know? Also try to create a new... Uh, 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 either you, either our job is also, either you continue with the existing marketing mix or you develop a new marketing mix that is going to help the development of, of, uh, of, of, of La Liga and all. And, and this is evident. I mean, like you said, La Liga is, you give us kudos for our, where we run our organization. It is a well-run organization that looks after its people, that looks after its, uh, uh, and is a team at the end of the day. I mean, mm. when Lagos Business School came to Madrid, they had, a, they had a good time. Yeah. And it's something that we want to continue to promote all over Africa. It's a very good opportunity for, because we know that not everybody is going to be making it, not everybody is going to make it as a football player. Mm. So there are opportunities also. So our president, what he came, he did, okay, what are we going to do to engage other people who are not playing football? Okay. So now we are having the La Liga, uh, the, uh, the La Liga Business School was created in, in order to give opportunity to Lego business schools across the world. That's why now you have Lagos Business School, who is, our, who is one of our partners who we are working with regularly every year. We've had the first season, which you, which you was part of. Mm. And now we are working now on the second, uh, uh, on the second, on the second, um, on the second uh, season, season, if mm. I may say so, for the Lego, La Liga, it's, it's called the La Liga Week in Madrid, where the schools have, have to a chance to go to Madrid, be part of a one-week uh, uh, event where they, 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 they get to learn from one of the, uh, the professionals that do it on TV every day sports management, et cetera, et cetera. And then they have to, they have, they go to the clubs, they visit some certain clubs, they go to watch a game live on, on, on the mm-hmm. stadium and all that kind of stuff. It's a good experience for, for students to, alumni to have, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, it, it helps in their development, in their development stage as well. So mm-hmm. our job I'm, as delegate I'm, is basically 
be out there in in the because the the, the center the cent, the HQ cannot be here. So we have the eyes and, and that sees everything, and we help mm. to be the link between all the entities and, okay. and La Liga itself. Yeah, me one more question. We okay, wrap so this up. Talk about this uh, the whole delegate arrangement. Let's yes, call sir. Luca. Okay. Um, at some point, La Liga had. Is hard to the right word or has. He will tell us. He will tell us that it's agreement with the Nigeria League Management uh, Company. Mm-hmm. What is the status of that agreement? If that agreement still exists, what is La Liga's plan? Right? Because, like we discussed off here, yeah. a lot of the things we do here, we always like private sector to put. Their body would just like to put our stamp, our logo on it. What is La Liga's plan to help in the development of football from the grassroots level to coaching mm-hmm. and also to uh, administration? Look, um, like, I, like you know, our job is to create a platform. You know, creating the platform is important because we know that uh, 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 we want what we want is we have been so successful that we want to share, want to spread this success across the world. We don't want to say, uh, okay, uh, we've been successful. We're holding on to the success. No. Like, like a friend of mine said, he said, if you want to be a, a, a millionaire, you have to create millionaires. You understand? He's saying that he normally says, say, what he's trying to say is, if you want to make it, you have to make other people to, to make it because that way you all be making it together. And so this is kind of our philosophy to spread our love and spread our message and spread our, our development process as well. So now it depends on each, on, it depends on individual entities how they receive that. We are ready to engage. We are ready to assist. We are ready to work. We are always moving like the genos. We are, we are always traveling. We're just coming back from Ghana where we engage some stakeholders in Ghana where with the Spanish embassy, where with the uh, Spanish chambers of commerce, where with the Ghana FA. So we are always pushing, always working. So it's down to the local entities themselves on what they want to do. Wherever, whatever ideas that they have, we are ready and willing to engage. And with the LMC, we have a very good relationship with them. We are working on, uh, we've just had a, a, a last year, uh, in, I think in February or thereabouts, we had our under 15, um, a youth promises league in Enugu, uh, where they hosted us and we, and there was a good turnout and a good tournament. So everything, like I said, is, it's down to the entities, uh, to the organizations themselves, the local organizations themselves, mm-hmm. what they want to do. Whatever they want to do, we are willing to come on board and help them to make their dreams come true. So it's, uh, that's okay. where we go from there. Um, we'll have to end it there. Uh, one thing I'll say for the La Liga, though, is the fact that if you are listening to this podcast and you're a football administrator of any sort, I will recommend that La Liga week for you. <laughs> for me, I'm not an administrator. I'm a media man, but it was quite an eye-opener. They've got you know, No, they, it wasn't the business school then. Are you sure? Yeah, he was. He was. I think they went about twenty seventeen thereabouts. Yeah. The business school hadn't started. And the following you know? day, they came back. <laughs> so let, let's leave that. <laughs> I'm telling you that um, it's an eye opener, and it shows you how food, they create platforms. Yes. Because I think it was Arayo Vallecano we yes. went to. Arayo Vallecano has age grade from age five, mm-hmm. five to seven, seven to nine. Mm-hmm. So the kids, right out of school, you see your parents bringing their kids. You are even creating a situation where the kids are busy. Yeah. You know, and we need that. With the youth restiveness we have, we need platforms like that to engage and occupy the youth. And we don't know what talents will come from there. So I, I just wanted to say that. Um, I'm not I'm marketing for you now. <laughs> I just want to say that. No, if um, I wanted to add something just quickly on, uh, on that on that aspect. Um the La Liga Week is a wonderful opportunity. 
because I believe that uh, we need the the the, the alumni or the students. They need that exposure. You need to see how it actually works. Works, yes. You know, you need to see. You need to be part of that environment to mm. be with those that are on TV to see how they do it every day to see the, the passion that they put in there. It's when you go and when you when you are part of that environment, you see when you come back, you are like more, more motivated. Yeah. You are not in you are in the right path for entrepreneurial development. Mm. And also, we are right now. We are doing a lot of development in terms of grassroots. Yeah, uh, we are going to be having a, a La Liga a, 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 a Academy in Madrid, which is ongoing right now. Okay, it's going to the registration is going to start. Uh, is the registration is already started, mm. and it's going to be taking place next year. So anybody who is uh, ready for that, okay, also let us know and we can take it off. So from there. thank you so much, Desmond. Um, hopefully. We know the La Liga. We are not using the word transition again. The La Liga is moving from we are strength. moving forward. We are moving, moving forward. from strength. We are strength. moving forward. We are moving forward. We are moving forward. What a thank always. you for your time. Thank you on the podcast. And hopefully another time, anywhere we need you, we will call on you. You are my man, so you'll always be available. I say thank you very much for for having me. I think it's a wonderful opportunity to be here to be here with you with your team. And I think you guys are doing a wonderful job. Just keep up the good work. And if you ever need us, we are always on standby. Uh, I'll you take you up on that. Always, <laughs> we're always ready. We're always All right. ready. <laughs> Thank you, Desmond. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay, so uh, from the La Liga, which features a team that they call the Whites, that's Real Madrid, to a team that play in White, and I've just gone through all kinds of upheavals. Uh, we're talking about uh, the Lily Whites. Tottenham Hotspots, the Lily Whites of England, who uh, just sacked their coach at the weekend, and... Um, well, as at now, it's not confirmed. Everybody is saying Conte. Everybody is saying Conte is the man for the job. Well, I've not seen any, as at this morning, Tuesday morning, I've not seen any statement by Spurs yeah. to say that. So, uh, let me start with Buddy. Buddy, Daniel Levy, the chairman of Spurs, has been credited with, he's a hard-nosed businessman, he's this, he's that. I don't know whether you agree with me, but I think he's made a couple of very poor decisions in the past couple of years. Stretching from Pochettino being uh, let go for a team that got to the for a team that got to the Champions League final a little over two years ago to where they are is quite a descent. And then critically, also sacking Mourinho. Looks like a very bad idea now. Saki Mourinho with one week to go to a cup final. So, would you say that Daniel Levy is a top-class, hard-nosed businessman or is somebody who's bungled so many crucial decisions in the last couple of years? What's your take? Eiji, um, as they say, there's a thin line between genius and madness. Look, because when you, are, when you are taking a decision, right? The way that decision will be judged uh, based on, on some things that may not be the way the decision will be judged or the way to turn out may not be based on what you are thinking or something. So, well, uh, not based on anything that has, that has anything to do with you. Ambition is a good thing, but there's going to be you want to find a balance, and that, that's where genius and madness. That's where the genius and madness analogy comes in. You want to find the balance between being ambitious and being, uh, uh, being um, how do I put it? I being realistic. Realistic, yes. Look, I will, I will, I will bring you back a game home to me. I'm a villa fan, and right now, so 
we start this week or should we let him continue? Look, what no matter the decision that the board takes, a few a few weeks, a few months down the line, you are going to whether it's a genius idea or, 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 or it's an unrealistic idea. Yeah. Now, at the point where first we are playing in the Champions League final, the team that has not, that has not won the trophy in years, it was a huge, huge achievement. Yeah. Could they have won it? Maybe. I mean, it's a cup, it's a cup final. Anything can happen. Anything can happen, yeah. After all, as some people, as some people will say, 1982, Villa were looking at champions. It was yes. to all odds. <laughs> and so, at that point, anything could have happened. But from that moment on, I think, look, at the time when, when the left Pochettino go, it was clear. You have, to, you, have to, you have to take a decision. He took a decision. This one, it wasn't so bad. You had a Morihu that seemed to steady the ship. And then, where ambition became uh, 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 unrealistic was at the point where they started Mourinho. Yes, there was a problem with the players. That was clear. But the team wasn't as bad as it was. Yes, you had a lot of, uh, you had a, 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 a lot of bad results. But there was no way for Mourinho to back in. To have allowed the team is needed to be relegated. It was impossible. So, you listen to the noise. You fired Mourinho. Now, I think from that point on, up till the point where he started, where, where Pochettino was was signed, all of us agree that that um, the, one of the one of the most hard uh, uh, news businessmen in football is Levi. Was he was making money out of impossible situations, and he was managing, he was selling off his best assets, and was managing to keep uh, to keep uh, Tottenham at the at the level where they can still beat. It was good. But ambition and realism, you've got to match it. Genius and madness, they are twins. It depends on where you are facing, where you are taking your decision. And so for, for Levi, I think at the point, his feet, his genius became madness. <laughs> and he's now, now you Now, now look, I don't know uh, uh, what went wrong for the new coach. But you saw him at Wolves. But the only thing was that while the man was at Wolves, the man almost turned Wolves into, into the Portuguese national team. And I think that should have been a warning to Levi that, hey, maybe all that glitters on that side wasn't good. But he made that decision, and yeah, of course, now, now he has read it. So now it is what he does going forward. Because I don't think if he gets a new coach now that he has started this one, I don't think he has any more margin for error. Okay. Otherwise, what's I going to descend so low? It will be shocking to everybody. Okay, good analysis, buddy. Thank you for that. Um, Yemi, buddy mentioned about um, how he made the decision to uh, hire Nuno Espirito Santo, which, in retrospect, he was like number four or number five number on four. the pecking order because he, 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 first said he wanted, I think it was Conte, then, well, no, it was Fonseca, it was Conte, it was Gattuso, it was, I can't remember, somebody else. The seller from Legosman. Uh, who went to Bayern, uh, Nagelsmann, yes. Uh, had the, the Ajax coach didn't yeah. work. Uh, then came to uh, uh, Conte, uh, Conte. Conte. Then, then, then um, Fonseca. Fonseca. Then Gattuso. Then Gattuso. And also, in fact, it was like, Sarri. There was also Sarri. Sarri. So it was like six or seven. So in that case, it means that maybe Saki Mourinho was just knee-jerk. He didn't yeah. have a proper plan. But having gotten this gentleman in Espirito Santo 10 games 
He's handled 10 games in the league, 17 games in all. Is this not another knee-jerk reaction or is this so bad that you can't see anything coming from Spurs? And what direction does he go next? Like Buddy said, he cannot afford to bungle this one because if he bungles this one, his own reputation is at stake now. He's on the line. He can't afford to bungle this one. Um, how do you sack a manager who was manager of the month in August? <laughs> what is first three manager matches? of the month is Jinx, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what are the first three matches of the season? I think one day, one day, one day. Um, every every manager has a bad run at some point. What differentiates manager to manager is how you snap out of those runs and find some form. Um, I felt that this guy probably just needed time. And he needed that time. He needed to find a, a structure that works. One, at Wolves, we knew he plays a back three. Mm. He came to Spurs and seemed to be stuck with playing the back four. Maybe the personnel wasn't good enough to play that back three. Um, He was dealing with a midfield that was not as solid and efficient as he used to. But somehow he was making it work. And then he's dealing with a striker who who, who wants to go. Who appears unhappy. Yeah. But he's found a way to at least make it work. So I felt they could have persevered with him. But then, you know, I'm not I'm not the guy running. I know I'm not one sees post balance or income statement mm. at the end of the month. So it was a decision that Navy probably felt in nature. Now, it's at that point where the next appointment has to be on point. And note that sports have been here before. Mm. From the time they had a red nap, yeah, a few qualifications for the Champions League, I think they got to the quarterfinals, they were knocked out by Real Madrid one mm. year, till the time they now went full cycle. Mm. Went from your Wanda Ramoses to your um, Andres Villas Boas to your, you know, all kinds of, we can go as far back as even the 90s when they went to Christian Gross, mm. Glenodo, and they were, you know, like a yo-yo team. They are that break now where they might just be a team who will be languishing in the second half of the table if they don't make the right okay. appointments. My next question has to be has to do with 100 million pounds. <laughs> Buddy, and it's very apt that I'm asking you that question. <laughs> um, they had the chance, Paul, of collecting 100 million pounds from Man City in the summer for Harry Kane, who obviously doesn't want to be there. I could see, well, the jury still out whether he's working with Villa. Villa took 100 million pounds for uh, Grealish and got three, four players. And like I said, the jury still out, but at least they, they, they got a few more players trying to improve the team and trying to fill in the gaps that will have been left by Grealish leaving. Was it a smart decision to reject the 100 million for Hurricane from Man City in the summer? And in retrospect, is this something that uh, Daniel Levy should have accepted? Uh, let go of a player who appears with his body language. He, he doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, you are not, you always discuss this thing. When a player doesn't want to play for you anymore, when the player says he wants to leave, let him go. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Um, uh, uh, again, I go back to my genius and madness analogy. You see, when you have one billion, you have pass on the table. The player that says he more, that doesn't want to play for you anymore. 
why don't you just pull the trigger on the move? And we can debate from here to tomorrow about about whether uh, whether uh, the state of Greenwich um, has affected Villa or not. But the thing is that any team, I insist, I keep, I say it any time, any team, remember the word team, any team that a single player is carrying is not a team. And it's job of a coach to fashion a team. When you have a team, when, 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 when you have a team, when you have a unit working together, as you have seen, Brighton are doing it as, as we speak. West Ham have superstars players, but they are doing it as, 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 as we speak. Everything did it a lot, a lot last season. So, any if you have a team that, 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 that you feel will fall apart because you sell, because you are selling a player, you don't have a team. You've got to ask your coach what he's doing. And so, if you have Hurricane, 100 million, there are players that you can bring onto that team for 25, 30 million that are unknown to coach that will do the same. Maybe not as good as Hurricane was doing it, but that will give you what you need. Because Hurricane, as it is now, is not playing like a regular pound player. Yeah. If you're five for saying now, I don't think any, I, I don't think, I don't that, think that's, that's the truth. That's anybody, nobody will put 100 million down anymore for action. now. Yeah. Action. Exactly. See, because look, like we usually also always discuss, everything is, everything is based on currency, and on the currency of the situation. Time. I'm going to strike when you have the time. Because never know what is going to happen in the next few, three, four, five weeks. And so I think um, that I never for, for all these genius in, uh, in the in the transfer um, market in the past. I think it, it, it's been bungling the, the last uh, couple of seasons. And I think it bungled it bungled the, 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 the hurricane matter too. I if I think I moved on. And the news we have seen um, a happier hurricane, and we have met um, uh, uh, Pep Guardiola. Today we had the confetti came into his system, and we think we have moved on. Maybe you never know. Maybe another player will have held the case uh, of 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 uh, of Nuno. Maybe he can admit, and the best player that player will have, will have blossomed into the system mm. that wants to play, and and will have moved on from there. So we, we can never know. So like I said, every decision is not genius or madness. I think that's another key point where never miss this. Okay, yeah, I mean, um, to be fair, the hurricane situation was a huge distraction for yeah. Nuno Espirito Santo when he came. Yes. Uh, had to be dealt with for a couple of weeks and obviously uh, it's not been settled, quote-unquote, because hurricane is the shadow of the player that we all know he can be at the moment, at least. So what's the next direction? Conte, a good fit? Conte looks like the kind of person that will come and say, I need £300 million for yes. seven or eight players to revolve this team. Are they ready to go that route? And if not Conte, <laughs> if not Conte, who else? You know what's, what, what's interesting is you know, Conte was on the list originally. Yes. So what changed between then and now? He's more desperate. <laughs> He's more desperate for yeah, the job. Daniel, no, no, I mean Daniel oh, is more desperate. More desperate. Yes. Now, obviously, the relationship between Conte and the current director of football, they have an existing relationship. The okay. director of football at... Uh, He's worked at Juventus before. Okay. So they have a relationship. Now, why I think it's not a fit is this. I'm not sure sports have that resolve, that strength, that power, that spending power to do what Conte wants. Conte is the kind of manager that he wants this player. You need to get him that player. 
And it's also the time that gives you two or three options. Mm. If you can't get this one, get this one. If you can't get this one, get that one. Well, you must get players. Well, you must get somebody. <laughs> he left Inter, obviously, because Inter couldn't match his, his ambition. Mm. Inter were already running to financial problems. They're going to sell these big stars, you know. So he's not coming into a team that, one, he has to deal with the best striker who is wanting to not anywhere close to his best form. Two, he needs to reshuffle a defense that's more or less deserted the team. Three, can they spend the kind of money that he wants? That's, that third part is a critical one. I'm mm. not sure sports can match his ambition in terms of spending. He can come, manage them, you know, put them together. And interestingly, former Chelsea managers are sports have not had a good time. We can go back. Mm. I don't boss. Was it Mourinho? And now, <laughs> the cause of the stamp of the So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it's a good You thing. know, but quickly, as we round this up, you know, it, it brings to the fore what we normally say. We are not in the corridors of football, finances and all that. But most of the time, there's a lot of um, unrealistic decisions made by clubs. You know, sports move quickly and fast. If you got to the finals of the Champions League two, two and a half years ago, two yeah. seasons or two or three seasons ago, I think it was the time to say, okay, let's say and consolidate. That wasn't the time to start making decisions like fire the coach, <laughs> do all those things. I don't know. It looks like um, clubs have an unrealistic expectation of themselves, but it quickly has around this up. Absolutely, DG. Um, that's why I said that ambition, ambition has, has to be managed. Um, it's good to be ambitious, but also also understand that you, you can't you can't you can't run before you learn to walk. Yeah. And I think that that's what that, that's where sports means this. You are not going to trust in a long time. You go to the final final, final of the Champions League. That doesn't mean you are you are that big or that part of it. You're going to win trophy space. At least win the Carabao for for the Carabao Cup or the League Cup. Cup first. Take baby steps. Win the trophy. I think from there. The fact that you are the top six or top four this season, but I know some people glorify it, but doesn't mean that you are a big club as a but hey, that made that mistake that made that mistake. Hopefully they learn from it and and, and, and they, they get back to what you what you know they're capable of. Okay. All right. We end that on that note, making mistakes and learning from it. So I'll take you back to forty years ago. <laughs> Bode Oguti was in the stadium we hadn't met we didn't know each other at that time I was also in the stadium coincidentally I was behind the goalposts when Nigeria considered two goals what am I talking about in 1981 the Green Eagles as they were called then they hadn't become super they became super in 1994 <laughs> according to the according to the statisticians or the historians they were two games away from qualifying for the World Cup in 1982 and they met Algeria they were to meet Algeria in the final qualifying round home and away and up until that point there was a team that played to that point when we got to that point the officials panicked in desperation because four years earlier at that same stage we had faltered against Tunisia uh, in 77 when ODA I know a lot of you will be <laughs> but please I have to give you the context 
Maybe you should when tell Odie, me Odie's story. When Odie, Odie, <laughs> I can't say that. Yeah. My Odie's story is so embarrassing. <laughs> when Odie scored an own goal and Nigeria failed to qualify. So I think there was a panic that this is another chance to qualify for the World Cup. We have to. So what happened? The authorities and I think the officials buckled and they went to recall a couple of players who had actually retired. Major being Christian Chuku, who was the former captain of the team, led the team to the, the Nations Cup. Cup win in 1980 and I think retired afterwards. And then one of the Atuegu brothers, I think it was Andrew, but they will correct me if I'm right, I think it was Andrew Atuegu, who they brought back into the team. And the two of them played that game at home. And it was, um, I think it was Tudeba Midele that was sacrificed, but please correct me if I'm wrong. Tudeba Midele was a defender who had played up to that point that was sacrificed. And um, the two goals were defensive errors. In fact, the first one between Christian Chuku and the other defender, I think it was with the I'm not sure. And they hesitated. The Ojeda ran in and scored. And we lost that game 2 0. And of course, it was fair accomplished. We played 1 1 away. And Algeria went to the World Cup in the and did so and well, beating well, Germany yeah. and all of that. Back to the future. We are here in 19, in 2021, 40 years later. We're in November. That was in October. We are getting to the closing stages of World Cup qualifiers. We're still going to get another stage. And we are recalling players. We have recalled Ojoni Gallo to the team. I don't agree with that decision, but let me hold my horse. <laughs> Maybe there are reasons for it. But I just feel that we have gone to the stage where we are panicking again. And what's the panic? We don't... I don't think attack is the problem of that team. Even though we belong to CAR, maybe that's the reason for the panic. But right now, at the moment, we have a lot of strikers. And this is my quarrel with the Genodua body. We've had Junior Locosa, the home base player, you hardly gave him a chance. Even um, the young man, uh, Oyekuru, hardly has gotten much of a chance. There's been Simi Wanko who played a total of about 10 or 11 minutes at the World Cup. Um, you have uh, Terrence Murphy, who we are not seeing again. You had Cyril Desers, who came. I think played one friendly game. We've not heard from him again. Tawaoni right now is on current form and he has been dropped. So he's going to ask himself, what do I have to do to earn a call-up? So this audio on the Gallo recall that we're talking about um, uh, experience. We need the experience. We talked about it last week when uh, the NFF chairman mentioned him and all of that. And I hear... But I cannot confirm it. I heard that contact has even been made with Victor Moses to possibly come back. But like I said, I do not have any independent confirmation of that. It was just stories in the grapevine. So what do you make of all this? Am I writing, relating back to the 1981 example that we all we both witnessed? Or is it that this is a good move and maybe I just don't see it or they just not being understanding of why we have to do this? I'm sitting here this morning and I'm looking at social media and I'm, I'm seeing comments from Portugal, from Spain, from Germany, not, not, not the Nigerians. Yeah, yeah. Nationalities of these countries, both journalists and fans of the clubs where Nigerian players, Nigerian strikers are playing and they are saying, what is wrong with this nation? <laughs> so I'm saying that you are not, not the only person that is perplexed. Okay. All over the world. You have mentioned some players. Uh, let me add another name for you. Sadi Kumar. Yeah. This boy is scoring goals like he's going out of fashion. And, and, and the fans of the club, this boy's played football. 
and journalists have covered their clubs and covered their league. They are saying, why, why is Nigerian to be like this? What is, what is, what is it that they want that, 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 that they are not seeing? You know, it, it's, it's, um, it, it's disheartening because we are talking about panicking. But remember that there has been, this talk about evaluating the cold has been going on for a while. Yeah. Since he retired. And I remember Igali himself saying clearly that he is, I'm not, look, if Igali shows up, I'll be ashamed on his behalf. Because he himself has said in the past that my time is gone. But do you think they, do you think they will lift him for day if he has not agreed to come? We are saying that things. Okay. <laughs> are, are, see, that's why I'm giving Igali the benefit of that because Igali seems to be a sensible person. Okay. It is also, 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 also wrong. <laughs> um, look, let 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 us see people come training the players. <laughs> then we start to have another discussion. But right now we have seen we have seen the general have done a lot of strange things. A lot. A lot. And the, so, so, and for you to, to understand how frustrating it is. Someone mentioned that look, when Amadikini became the president of the NFF, he said, Oh, we want to I know a lot of people are forgotten. We want to raise the level of Nigerian referees because they have been and, and organized one one course in mean, but since that cause, since came out from that cause, they are supposed to. They are having funny decisions to be made. And no Nigerian refugees are not involved in global matters. It's like nothing has happened. And so it's a still decisions on and on and on. And this, this is another one in the history of bad decisions that the Amadipendent Board have been making. You know, it's the big president. A lot of talk, but we'll come back to discussing things that are irrelevant and not nothing for football. But like I said, Let's all see Igali first in that camp, on that pitch, too. And then we know what as it is, Luigi. You're not the only person that is perplexed. All over the world, it is the same. Mm. Okay, um, Yemi. Maybe uh, I'm trying to play the devil's advocate here now. Igalo plays in Saudi Arabia, the top league. He scored how many goals now? Ten nine goals. goals ten nine goals in ten games. He's on form. No fire. He's, he's a top scorer. As in last Nations Cup, yeah. I was top scorer in the qualifiers yeah. and all of that. So I'm trying to make a case for him. But so would is there enough grounds to say? And then we need his experience, whatever that means. Because I've wondered about that, whatever that means. Is there a case to be made to say? Well, I mean, let, let's be fair. Let's take it easy. Let's take a step back. You gotta look at add something to this team. And um, let's just see how it plays out first before we criticize and condemn. What's your thought? Experience is important, you know, but sometimes it can be overrated. Okay. Now, let's look at the context and the composition of this Super Eagles team. Uh, there are two players that we have that, if we are going to say in their position today, in the Super Eagles today, they are there really, really the top echelons in their respective positions. Mm. I'm talking about Freddie Didi. Across the world, he's probably one of the best as the top, top three, top five. Because on the current form that he's going, right, he's not too far behind the Lewandowski's, the Hallands, mm. and what so Even considering his age. Considering, I spoke about him just last week last on this week, podcast. Yeah. 
So why would I have that quality of a striker? And then I have another one that scored 30-something goals last season in Onoachu in Belgium. Then I have another one who is only third behind Lewandowski and Haaland in the Bundesliga. At the moment? At the moment. And I now think of going to Saudi Arabia to bring somebody who had said, I'm done. For me, it's supposed to be forward ever. <laughs> Backward never. It reeks of being, of laziness, mm-hmm. lack of focus, lack of direction. Why am I saying so? It just shows you the kind of coach that we have and the kind of people that we have admission in our sports. Because they do, they're not forward thinking. They're not futuristic mm. in their planning and in their thinking. That is why uh, I'm actually going to say something today. And it will happen, to, happen tomorrow. Mm. You know? It shows you the quality of mind that we have that you can't by now say, this is my team. These are the players that I want. This is how I want my team to run. It shows you why we're in this situation. Let, let me quickly ask Buddy something as we round up. Buddy, okay. So this is where we are. Audio Nigallo is being recalled to the team. Um, let's, like you said, you said, let's wait and see whether he will come in the first place. So, wait and see whether he will be there. Okay, so, my question to you is this. Um, where is Gennard Raw taking us? <laughs> where is Gennard Raw taking Nigerian football? What's the direction? That's one. Then two, we've talked about it last week too. It looks like the only focus of the NFF is all about Super Eagles, Super Eagles, Super Eagles. That's why this Igalo thing is becoming such a major issue. We have fundamentally, structurally difficult situations back at home. But hey, it's all about the Super Eagles, isn't it? First of the day, if you say, well, why you say, where are not taking us? I think you're asking the wrong question. Because I think it's in a difficult position. A lot of shit goes on with his jaw about uh, 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 the, 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 the people, 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 um, uh, people interfere with what he's doing. Remember that a coach left the, the Super Falcons because of interference. Mm, yeah. And I do not believe that if, if people are interfering with the Super Falcons, I don't think the Super Goose has, has been a bigger brand. I don't think there's, I, I believe that there's such interference going on with the Super Goose. And I think they're not, they're not true, who, of course, we are. The view over and again, with, with this, this respect to the man, this is the biggest job of his career, mm. and so I feel that the man wants to hold on to the job, so he has, he has allowed things to happen. Okay, he has allowed things to happen. So I feel that when you, when you say that general, 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 I feel the man is in a comfortable situation, someone is messing with his job because he's where he wants to be, he's allowing it, and so it, I, I don't think it's a general problem, yeah. I think it's the ego problem for those for some people in the NFL. And so I think um, we have been building for the past five years. We are still building. So there are no choice at the wheel. We are building. <laughs> I don't like that at the wheel that you put there. <laughs> because you are referring to one particular team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Yemi. Final question of the show today. Um, at the end of it all, it's all about trying to get to the World Cup. But we've said it here on this show several times. Since 1994, 
we've only missed one World Cup. 2006. Going to the World Cup, what has it added to the development of our football? But still, our focus is, okay, there's Nations Cup and there's World Cup. And the panic is, without Igalo, we may not be able to make it. What does that tell you about the level of developmental thinking of our NFF? Tells me that they're not thinking in that direction. Tells me that it's not interesting that under Abadjou Music, we have failed several times to qualify at injury level. Mm. Several times. Yeah. Yeah. On even, on, even on the African continent. On a, even on the African continent. Yeah. We've always fallen. Yeah, we have our issues with the with the, the seeding and the, the whatever, format, the format and all that. But still, it just shows you that whatever developmental program existed before, mm. even though we say it does not exist, it's taking a turn for the worse. And it just demonstrates how bad the situation is. Because once you also jettison whatever you are doing locally, and you are flying all over the world looking for Nigerian players, Nigerian names, or what have you, to play for the Super Eagles, Therein lies another problem. And interestingly, I think we said it time by time on this show that the best Nigerian players today, today, are those that came from here. Yeah. Those are the here. Too crazy. The all came from here. And that is why we keep saying it is important that you don't take your eyes of off the, the home front. Hmm. For me, they're not doing anything developmental. The coaches don't care about the local. In fact, the local league doesn't have a date for resumption. No, no federation they, they, they came up with a date today, November 21. <laughs> Let's wait and see. <laughs> no federation cup. Nothing. That's it. So that just okay. tells you where we are. On that far note, we have to end the podcast for this week. Uh, it's always very, very disheartening when you have to, like, speak to the obvious. You know, but we keep repeating ourselves, uh, sounding like a broken record. We'll continue to repeat it. As far as Sports 360 Podcast is concerned, um, recalling Igalo is not futuristic, is not uh, developmental, and it reeks of laziness on the part of the coaching crew of the Super Eagles. Uh, on that note, let me thank um, Yemi Adesan and Bari Ogunti, my co-host. Let me also thank Desmond Chije of the La Liga for joining us on this week's Sports 360 Podcast. Sports 360 Podcast, that's where you can reach us on Instagram. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.